Welcome to the Mind Gym. This is the Pain to Power podcast with Dr. Keith Abloh, where you become the strongest individual you can be. Let's talk about another kind of power. This is the power to change your mind. Now, I know that for a lot of people, uh, it seems as though real power is reflected in people who stick to their guns, uh, who remain focused, unafraid, and on one path. And there is some kind of strength in that. I'm not saying that there isn't. Of course, if the need of the day is to power through opposition, to clear hurdles, and to not in any way cower in front of obstacles, then there's no question that being of strong mind and continuing to plow ahead can be tremendously important, even in the face of pain. So that's one kind of pain turned to power, is being willing to accept the pain and nonetheless power forward and say, I don't care. Of course there's pain involved here. I'm still going for it. I'm still moving in the direction that I need to go. But there's another kind of power. That's the power to change your mind. And what I mean by this is that intuition and experience and new events sometimes present people with data, new data, that lead them to have to reassess. And the intuition part of that's very important because sometimes it's not until you really pull the trigger, flip the lever, or otherwise proceed in a particular direction that all of the variables that are weighing on a decision that are influencing you really become manifest and are registered by every element of mind that you can summon. And so it's not that unusual. Instead of cold feet, that's different. Cold feet's different. But there are times when you're about to move in one direction as a company, as a leader, as part of a family, in your personal life, and you, you think you're committed to it, and then you're about to do it. And you get a feeling like this is all wrong. And you know what you should do at that time? You should pause and remember, you have the power to change your mind. You do have to exclude the possibility that you're just experiencing anxiety and cold feet. But if you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, no, I don't think it's that. I'm getting a really strong intuition that this is wrong for these reasons, for my company, for this project, for my life, whatever it might be then you're not only allowed to, but it's incumbent upon you to exercise that power to change your mind. You know, I had a uh, an older friend, I'm getting old now myself, but um, I had a friend far older than me who uh, made this point, and that's one of the reasons I'm sharing it with you, that literally he said that his success in business, and he had run major corporations, including the Union Pacific Railroad, he said, that his success in business and in politics was due in part to this very 
notion, claiming the power to change his mind. He said that he could have uh, prepared the company for one outcome or one path for many months, put in tremendous resources. But if in the end, in those last few days, even the last few hours of actualizing the plan and putting it into play, he got that feeling, you know, this is just, it's all wrong. I'm not feeling it. Then he would have the courage. He would flex his muscles. He would, he would be willing to grasp the power to change his mind and say, sorry, guys, we're not doing it. Now, naturally, that leaves people feeling, well, wait a sec, we worked so hard, we had so much momentum. Well, yeah, you know, people who are jumping into the fire, they feel a lot of momentum too when they jump, but uh, simply having run in that direction, you'd like to stop before you jump into the flames. And he had that gut feeling and he had learned to respect it, that he wouldn't actualize elements of a plan even if he had prepared a long time and others had to, he had the courage to say to people, I know, I know we put in a lot of work and I really did think that that's where we should head. But given w- the way the markets have changed or the way our partners have changed the deal or simply the way I've changed my thinking about this matter, we're not going to do it. Now, you could take the opposite extreme and say, I didn't think I was going to uh, involve myself in this merger or acquisition, uh, or I I really didn't think I'd make an issue of this legally, or, you know, to personalize this, I I didn't think I was going to give it another shot with this man or this woman. But it feels wrong not to so I am or we are proceeding. So it can go either way, but taking uh, full advantage of having the power to change your mind is really essential. And again, you do have to switch it, uh, switch it, distinguish it from uh, having cold feet. That's different. You want to power through the cold feet and dip a toe in the water and then jump. But if in fact you can, you can really say, no, it's not that, then respect your intuitions and you get more, more than one bite at the apple by the way, generally speaking, in this way, you're allowed to uh, make a different decision even once you move down a path a bit. And so uh, even if you begin a project, even if you start working with a team in one direction, even if you say, no, I will, I'll give the relationship another try, as you get more data in, you're able to say, you know, now it's really not feeling right. I'm going to take a different path or just simply not take this one. This is one of the distinguishing characteristics of a real leader. Uh, And again, you know, I've talked before about being able to think with more than one voice, if you will, to respect the fact that you have really a board of directors in your mind and that there's always going to be somebody who's urging too much caution, where you have to say, listen, I know you're always feeling anxiety when it's time to move forward. 
uh, and we're moving forward nonetheless. So if that person sits at your board of directors in your mind, it is true that you're going to expect to hear from that person every time that it's time to move forward. So again, that's not what we're talking about. The voice of that person is not what I'm saying to respect. What I'm saying to respect is different. It's when there's a whole constellation of variables, intuitions, feelings, and then a really deep sense that a shift is needed. Think about it. After all, if you were a general and you went ahead with plans for a campaign or a particular strategy, no matter that the night before you had awakened with an incredibly bad feeling about the plan at hand, the least you would do is to check it and recheck it. It's called trusting your gut at that level because intuition knocks pretty loudly when it knocks at your door. And while it may be the case that you override certain feelings and say, no, it's just because I'm feeling anxious about this. If you were a general, you might say, listen, yeah, the casualties, the inevitable losses probably are registering with me, but you would respect it nonetheless enough to reevaluate, look at things with a fresh eye and wonder, are there any new pieces of data that I have to integrate into my thinking. And then the really strong suit, the thing that's hard to do, is to be willing to go it, in a sense, alone initially. Because believe me, being willing to stand with a group of people, uh, metaphorically or otherwise, and say, I know the whole army was prepared for this, but we're not doing it. You worry that you'll be perceived as flip-floppy, as uh, uh, unable to make a decision, as maybe not worthy of being followed. The opposite is true. And people will know it in their hearts. They'll know that it takes strength to do that. It could be some one thing, by the way. The data doesn't have to be coming in uh, from a satellite or from uh, you know, a balance sheet. Uh, or from, you know, some new piece of information uh, that uh, comes in technologically uh, through a computer. The, the, literally, it could be one thing someone says that changes your mind. It could be that uh, you were thinking about embarking on a particular course, and then somebody says something in the nick of time that you say, well, wait a second, that's true. I never thought of that. I'm going to have to reevaluate the plan now. And don't think for a minute that these things are random. I don't want to hamstring anyone with thinking, oh my God, is everything preordained? Well, maybe it is, but <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, you should be sensitive to the notion. I would urge you to be sensitive to the notion that these things aren't random. If somebody has the impulse to tell you a contradictory fact to the overall plan, so if the emperor has no clothes kind of thing, and they have the impulse to do that just hours before you're going to embark on a particular course, that impulse that they have and them acting on it is not random, and it probably isn't even just uh, a solitary thought 
or impulse or realization of their own. They have distilled many different variables, other people's opinions, bits of data from the universe flowing to them. And as that kind of receiver, they've then decided there's enough in the way of weight to this information that I'm going to convey it to the person I work for or the partner that I have uh, or my colleague. And in doing that, they've already filtered it. Now, again, we all have to assess who we're hearing from. And if it were somebody who always was saying something negative before a plan went forward, you'd have to factor that in to what you're hearing. You wouldn't exclude it necessarily because sometimes people have very important things to say, even though they haven't said such important things in the past, generally speaking. But uh, it may not be the case that you're dealing with someone who's a naysayer. It may be the case that you're dealing with somebody who could have easily decided to just sit down or sit on his hand, his or her hands and just let it go. But that person didn't because he or she was motivated enough, took seriously enough the intuition that he or she felt that they're passing it to you as a gift. You got to be willing to sort of stop in your tracks and, and, and listen, really listen. And not only listen to that person and the information being offered to you from that person, but listen to yourself listening. And by listening to yourself, I mean, get quiet and really, really think. Are you able to say, yeah, thank you for the information, but I feel solidly about the direction that I and we are headed in. Or if you feel yourself trying to overcome the new fact, attempting to get over it, because you really do want to go forward with the plans. After all, everything's locked and loaded to go. But if you feel yourself trying in spite of the truth of what somebody has just presented to you, then you have to stop yourself and say, now, wait a second, why, why am I trying to override what seems a very compelling bit of information? And then you don't override it, you respect it. And then you imagine, wow, oh my God, I'm going to have to tell how many people? Yeah, that's what leadership is all about. It's about having to tell other people. And these things aren't just at work, by the way. You know, it's as I've already alluded to, it's in your family. I can imagine there will be moments involving health in which this is tremendously important. You, you, you gather all the information about what you're going to do about an illness, and you're all prepared for one kind of surgery. Everything's all set up. And then you get one call with new information or you simply wake up in the middle of the night saying, well, wait a second, I didn't think of that. Or you just have a sense of foreboding that you have to work through and respect deeply because it won't go away. And yeah, you may have to reschedule with your surgeon or call and say, sorry, I got to come in again. I've got to come in again. We got to talk this through again because now I've got a different feeling about it. You know what? You're the master of the ship. You're the captain of the ship. You're the master of your own destiny. And people are not static entities. People are, in many ways, receivers 
of incalculable variables, so many different pieces of information flowing to us that shouldn't it be the case? Of course it is that one piece of information or another might rise to the top and command attention, but not on any one schedule. It can be literally the fact that this is about to happen, whatever it is, that makes that bit of information, that bit of data, so compelling, glow so brightly. Sometimes it takes that to crystallize a real view of a situation. Time's running out. The sands are running through the hourglass. Things are about to happen. And all the plans in the past that seemed so clear, they're not so clear anymore. In fact, the opposite plan might be the one that now seems crystal clear. Again, have the power, allow yourself the power to change your mind. And, and, and sure, is it painful to do it? This is exactly what we've been talking about in pain to power. Is it uncomfortable to make that move, to alter the plan, to rewrite things? Man, anyone who's ever written a manuscript knows what it is to have to edit. Oh, horrific, right? You go back, but it isn't horrific because the the product's going to be better. But yeah, is it painful? Yeah, God, you know, throw out that 11 pages that took you a week to write? Yeah, it's painful, but it's powerful. Because in the end, when you respect your intuition, you get that feeling like, nope, went in the wrong direction, or I'm about to go in the wrong direction, and I have a sense of a new direction to go in that will be much more powerful. You get paid back in multiples because you've done the tough stuff. You haven't run from the power to make a different decision, and you haven't been unwilling to experience what is the pain of reversing yourself. Reversing yourself isn't weakness. That's my main point. When it's based on strong intuition or new data or um, logic that you're now comfortable with that's different than the logic you were using before, then changing your mind isn't weakness. It's strength. Have the strength to change your mind when it's important to do it. And have the strength to explain to others that you have a responsibility to make sure to the very final moment, the final second before things roll in one direction or another, you have the responsibility to make sure to up until that final instant that this is the right move in your heart of hearts, using your mind and your heart that you're moving in the right direction. If it feels like precisely the wrong direction, even if it's precisely five minutes before things are supposed to happen, then those are five minutes to use to reverse direction and, and or at least to call off the current momentum that's headed you in one direction and reevaluate and re, re-engineer what's about to unfold. So again... Bottom line is you have the power to change your mind. Changing your mind is not weakness. It can absolutely be strength. And yep, it's uncomfortable. There's some pain involved when you pick a new course. But that is all about pain to power. That's what we're all about. And this is just another look in at another way to be powerful 
when you don't avoid the discomfort, when you don't avoid the pain. Thanks for joining another edition of Pain to Power, the ultimate podcast. Why? Because we don't settle for these uncertain times, making us uncertain people. Pain to power is meant to make you stronger and stronger as an individual. You want to get even stronger? Visit www.pain-power.com. Pain2power.com, but it's the number two, not the letters. Uh, Don't forget the hyphens, pain-2-power.com. Or email me if you want to work with me directly as a life coach, one-to-one. We'll do it together. Email me at info at keithablo.com or call 978-462-1125. And the lovely Tiffany will book your appointment. Thanks so much. Talk to you again real soon.